We should probably do a show, a dueling review podcast this week. We're doing it live because it is 8 o'clock p.m. on a Thursday evening central time. And we are in our Discord server in our secret dueling review channel that you can only access when you become a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Silver level and higher get you access. And there's all sorts of cool people in there this week. I'm not going to mention their names. They know who they are. And of course, if I didn't mention their name, then somebody would be like, wait, I'm not cool. <laughs> no, you're not cool, Joe. Oh, speaking of things that are not cool. Uh, this week, we are reviewing DC Comics Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. I have so many questions about this. First of all. <laughs> what a lead in. <laughs> oh, there's Matthew, everybody. <laughs> Uh, first of all, why is it called Justice League versus the League of Superheroes? Wouldn't that imply that they are fighting one another? It certainly does imply that, and it's kind of a spoilery title, given that there's no hint of any of that in this issue. There's like I know, right? It, it is so weird because this starts out in the future, and we're talking with the Gold Lantern, and suddenly something happens with the uh, triplicate girl. Uh, she may be on her way to becoming duo damsel in this series. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Not. I mean, she could, I mean, one third of her is ripped away through the great darkness rift and they can't explain it except that, uh, something happens in the past and Superboy shows up and says, no, you got to come with me back to the future. It's about your oh. kids, Marty. And so instead of just like, Brainiac five or one of the other leaders of the Legion of superheroes, uh, traveling back to the present day of the justice league. Everybody piles into their time bubble question mark. That's a big time bubble. And they all go back in time, including am I, am I mistaken? Cause I stopped reading the, uh, the Bendis Legion quite a while into the, into the or mm -hmm. very early into the series. Did, uh, ultra boys dad join the team. No, Ultra Boy's dad ended up fighting the team. Well, then who's the big guy with the with the mustache, the mutton chops in this book? That is Matter Eater Lad. Oh, really? Because he looks just like uh, and the he's way never that, had uh, a single line. He looks just like the way uh, Jonah's uh, dad was drawn in that series. Yeah. yeah, the black and green and yellow costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Matter Eater Lad. That's presumably weird. there's some twist on his ability to eat things that maybe he eats things and powers up like calorie queen used to. But again, he's never had a line. Uh, well, Jimbo Fett says he said one word, but I think that word was mutton. So I don't think that counts. Yeah. There's a whole lot of just characters standing around that feel like mm -hmm. if you're just trying to draw, you know, all the Legion members, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, uh, apparently there's characters like shrinking violet who have never said anything in this entire series. Yep. Uh, bouncing boy is standing around looking like a big doofus. He uh, hasn't done much. He had a couple of lines. Um, x-ray girl. Who's the girl in green with the skull face. Uh, yeah. I don't think we've heard a single word from her. Uh, there are a couple of legionnaires who keep popping up and were named only in the trade paperback who have literally almost never been seen but he claims they are part of the team That's funny. Uh, because Bendis has all of these plans and then never actually puts them in the book. So anyway, uh, there is a great darkness rift that is opening both in the future and in the present at the same time. And one of them sucked in uh, one third of triplicate girl. The other one has tried to suck in wonder woman, 
But then later, as the issue ends, sucks in everybody except for the Gold Lantern. Right. And that's all really kind of getting me to know. know nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, And and that's basically the series. Uh, That's that's the issue. It really is. I mean, there's a lot of Bendis conversations going on. There's a lot of, hey, it's that guy. We do get a brief moment with uh, both teams. So we get a little bit of the Legion doing their Legion thing. And we do get the current Justice League lineup. And I say current, you know, tongue in cheek, because God only knows when this story takes place. Um, But do you know, Naomi is in the Justice League now. Oh, of course. It's a Bendis book. Didn't you know that? Black Adam is in the Justice League. Now. Well, he's been in for a while, though. He's been in for about a he year. He came in at I the same say. time that Naomi did. Oh, okay. So that's about the same time uh, uh, Bendis took this on, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> there, are, there are indications that we might be looking at some sort of temporal rift, because the three yes. times that the Great Darkness happens, the same things are said. Right. By different people, but they're said in the same order, mm-hmm. which makes me think that something is going on. And um, the thing with Wonder Woman, I think, is meant to imply something about magic because, well, maybe not. Black Adam is there. I was thinking she was the yeah, only he one would have been he would have been much more magical than than the others. the The thing that I think is probably the most interesting twist in this entire story is mm-hmm. that triplicate girl, one third of her red is sent back to the past. And at the same time, when she emerges and, and confronts the justice league, she's like a hundred years old. And the other two parts of her are still young. And so I think the most fascinating part of this entire issue is the discussion that the, that the triplicates are all having about whether they should merge back together. Cause at first uh, the two of them are like, Oh no, one Mm. of us is gone. This does happen in our society. We need to merge back together so that we can, I guess, mentally recalibrate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then one of them is like, Oh heck no, that ain't going to happen. And the other one's like, yeah, yeah, we need this. I need this. And then when they're reunited with their older version of their self, they're like, we need to reunite. And they're like, no, no, we, we shouldn't reunite. No, we need to go back home and, and figure this out. And no, no, we need to stay here. And uh, to be honest, that is the most exciting part of this entire issue. And you know what it's overshadowed by the a couple of double page spreads where people are just standing around looking at each other. Oh, there are like seven double page spreads with people standing around looking at each other. No, it's the fact that Bendis decided to change them to the CMYK, yeah. uh, triplicate girls because you know, it's an in joke about comic book printing. Um, and I, I know that it's petty to be annoyed about that, but that, that annoys me that after 65 years, they made this change and he's admitted solely because he wanted to do this you know, cute little in joke about the coloring. And yeah. I'm like, that's every that's other stupid. member, every other member of the team has changed. So this is no big deal. Yeah. He's stupid. He's dumb. Uh, there are some other people, Jimbo Fett and J Michael T both say that they like the triplicate girl argument was the best part mm-hmm. of the issue as well. So that was nice. Yeah. But it, the rest of it is just a lot of filler stuff. And I, I, I think I need to go back at some point. Mm-hmm. Not tonight, ladies and gentlemen, not in this issue, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I think I would like to go back and read all of the Binda stuff from the beginning, because there was something when he was doing Ultimate Spider-Man that I really dug what he was doing in there. But somewhere after the planet got flooded and they were trying to kill, kill that, that universe, 
it seems like his writing just really went off in a different direction that became more wordy and more convoluted and very unnecessary. And I want to see how we got from Bendis in his early days to Bendis now and just look at that progression of, oh, well, I can draw this story out for 10 more issues. I think earlier J. Michael T. was commenting that uh, maybe we'll finally see them fight in the seventh issue of this six issue miniseries. Um, <laughs> But it's just, it's just oh, yeah. weird how they, how they're dealing with, with this. I, I don't know. The thing about Bendis is he's always been like this, but when it comes to a book like Powers or a book like Ultimate Spider-Man, there is a central character and right. the central character gets all the best lines. Mm-hmm. Christian Walker and Peter Parker basically get to be the center of everything. And the people around him rotate through being the butt monkey. Or, you know, being the sounding board or whatever. But Bendis, the more players there are, the more it breaks down to here's 56 pages because every single character is going to say something and they're all going to have the same voice because that's the way the, his dialogue goes. I, I would when, agree with you on that, except for and again, as people have already pointed out in our in our chat. Uh, except for the triplicate girl conversations and even the I would argue the Gold Lantern segment. Uh, with his internal dialogue feel very unique from everyone else. Like flash comes in and he's saying something. It sounds just like Batman. It sounds just like, uh, um, Aquaman. It sounds just like black lightning in that dialogue, but the triplicate girl stuff and the gold lantern stuff do feel like a unique voice, but everyone else, you could just fill them in, forget uh, Timberwolf and wildfire, just swap them out with matter eater lad and uh dawn star. And they could be saying the exact same thing. So picture, if you will, Ooh, I want to punch black item in the side of his head. I wouldn't, maybe I can burn him a little. I bet he can hear you. So maybe you couldn't just swap them out with, uh, Dawn star and matter eater lad, but hey, you get pretty close. And that's, I mean, that's one of the big weaknesses of this concept is we have so many characters and we have so much going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And so much of the issue is devoted to Bendis conversation. There isn't a whole lot of focus on any story yet. And I don't know what, you know, what the great darkness thing is going to be, but other than just dun, 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 the great darkness, I don't think it's the great darkness saga. Yeah. We've seen that before though. Have we, have we seen it with Bendis? Maybe this is, maybe this is his chance to do his own great darkness saga the way that he wants. I mean, I'm not looking forward to that if that's the case. Yeah, no. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe J. Michael T. He's like, Ooh, that's not cool. The great darkness. No. How about the greater darkness saga? Uh, real quick for those of you who are in the chat, how many of you read your version of justice league versus the Legion of Superheroes via the Comicsology website, not the Comicsology app or the um, reading it on your Kindle or your Amazon uh, reading app, but literally going to the Comicsology website and trying to read Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes because I have never had a comic crash on me while reading it through the website, but Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. I'm getting like five or six pages in and then it constantly crashes. I have to reload the site, reload the book, picks right up where I left off, go for another couple of pages, crash again. And when you're trying to do it in guided view, 
really was distracting in reading this book. Uh, that means, you. yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah, the comicsology was trying to reach out through the internet and grab me through the throat and say, stop, no, stop. Um, even though I had to restart the comic multiple times, Matthew, and I think the reason is because of all the double page spreads, mm -hmm. this comic was such a fast read. We got to the end of the issue and I was like, wait, that's it. I that's expected it? something more from this. Yeah. And that's part of the problem with another writer. This would be the first third of a first issue. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you read the 12 issues of Bendis's Legion book, it's about a four issue limited series worth of material, but so much of it ends up with here's this four or five page conversation, or here's a big two page splash where everybody gets in a line and we're all like, haha, everybody gets in a line. But then you're also like, well, but what, what are we doing? It was like issue three before we had any idea what was actually going on with the whole trident of Aquaman nonsense. And by the time we got to issue six, I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's about two issues worth of plot. And I feel like when Brian Bendis goes and does his thing and he's like, ha ha, Brian Bendis, I'm going to write a thing. People don't edit him the same way they would Joe Q public. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that uh, there are some times where I think that there are some creators that um, don't get questioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, and, and that is, I think that's fine, but at some point someone needs to say, Hey, wait a minute. Uh, and, and maybe let's just spend some time really focusing on this story and making sure this is going in the direction that you want it to go. Oh, there, see, it just crashed on me again. Uh, I was going yeah. through and counting the, the total number of pages. Um, 20 pages is what Jimbo Fett says. I counted there's 22 pages in here, but if you mm -hmm. count the double page spreads, there are six double page spreads in that. So that's 14 pages of, you know, uh, panels and pages. Incident. Yeah. 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 And so, the last two pages are identical like splashes. A, yeah. With except only for one change. Yeah. The with the, the, a, a bloom. yeah, where you've got the, uh, the, the darkness portal, uh, dissolving thingy. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. I am interested to know what the, uh, what this, uh, the great darkness is. I'm interested oh, to see, didn't you know, it's dark side. Oh yeah. See, uh, yeah. You can tell by all the Kirby dots that are everywhere. See everybody. I'm interested yep. to find out why this is called justice league versus the legion of superheroes. When all they do is hugging each other and, and, uh, fanboy all over each other through this entire issue. So I'm, I'm curious enough to see what's that about. Right. But I got to tell you from, from the very first issue of the Bendis Legion, I hate all the redesigns. I I'm sorry. I just hate every single redesign that they've put in here. Um, I just, there's nothing here that looks nice to me. There's nothing here that looks I mean, so the, the, for these redesigns, and I know Ryan Sook did the main redesign on this. This is not a reflection mm -hmm. on the artist of uh, this particular book, which is Scott uh, Godlewski. Um, but I thought all the redesigns were just poor. I don't know what you think of them, but I just, there's, um, they, they go one of, they go one of two ways. They're either, mm -hmm. we're trying to be traditional, but we're making it look futuristic, right? So you look at, people like Timberwolf or Wildfire 
mm-hmm. or, or Ultra Boy. And it's like, okay, those kinds of things stay the same. Or right. we're going to take this to such an alien extreme that even if you knew who this character was, it looks nothing like this character. And that's what I right. hate about. That's what I hate about this. this these and there are things that, you know, you can say, well, that's just a design thing. But mm-hmm. when you look at like the White Witch, the White Witch is not a white character. Um, well, her costume and her skin have always been traditionally without, uh, you know, pigment. I'm not talking about Caucasian. I mean, but the White Witch, the character is this weird kind of pinkish, um, almost tan color. And I'm just like, why? What are you doing? You know, and when you go through and you look at the redesigns of like Princess Projectra, Princess Projectra at one point was a uh, giant snake. But in yeah, here, that, was, we that have, was in the other Legion. Yeah. Yeah. We have Princess Projector, who is apparently made of crystal, but we've never even seen her say anything to know what any of that means. And it feels like the designs were really made to have you guessing and wondering who in the world these people are. Who is this? Why is this? Who is that? What is which? And I don't know about you, but I feel like in the 15th or 16th or even 20th appearance, some of these characters should have done something other than show up and fly around in the background. And so when I get into this issue and we have 25 characters. Yeah, we have them all. And everybody's like, oh, we get a line and here's a thing. And Aquaman talks exactly the same as, you know, Black Canary, who talks exactly the same as Batman. And it's really frustrating because the biggest moment in the story is Superman arriving in the future. But the last time we saw the Legion, Superman was just Superboy. Right. So somewhere along the line, you know, he aged up and now he's Superman. But the Legion doesn't even mention this. Doesn't, you know, there's no reference to has there been time changing? Is this the same universe? I don't know. It feels like as much as I'm on board and have traditionally been on board with the theory of F continuity, just write a fun story. When you pick up where something else left off, but big things have changed and it's not addressed or even, you know, called out, I kind of wonder, couldn't we just have, you know, like a, an editor's box, something, anything, rather than a page of dialogue to talk about it in a meta way and then just kind of slide around and I don't know. Uh, I did not like this issue. I didn't find much of it compelling. I mean, I like the idea of Gold Lantern and and the stuff that they revealed to us here. And I'd hope to see more of that as the series goes on or this, you know, even this series, which is probably going to lead to another Legion book, I hope. I'm just like, we don't know anything. I would probably say go into this with some caution if you were thinking about buying this book. Uh, I know it sounds like I hated it, but as I mentioned already, there were two things that I that I found really charming was the triplicate girl story and the gold lantern bit, which is honestly, that's what this issue is about. Everything else is all filler. And that's the unfortunate part, because this could be we could probably take the first two issues of the series, combine them together with some really good editing. And I don't think you need you could do it with really good editing and get a really solid first issue. Right. Uh, while it would be great to have characters say something like bouncing boy, who according to you has never said anything in any of the Bendis uh, Legion stuff. <laughs> I think that double page spread of everybody standing around shaking hands in the justice league, uh, HQ 
I think you can remove all of the dialogue boxes, except for what triplicate girl is talking about. And except right. for what the flash brainiac and Batman are talking about. And maybe the Superboy, uh, cosmic boy and, uh, Saturn girl stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and just everyone else is in the background pantomiming. Right. And that would, and so here's the other problem I have with the art. One of the things that makes art really stand out is people in a pose, right? And I'm not saying a superhero pose like posturing, but Mm -hmm. when we talk about animation and we're talking about what makes animation look good is that it's a lot of times over-exaggerated and big moves and big poses and everything uh, to make those simple actions like picking up a pail of water seem like it's got life and, and it has a lot more energy to it. So remove all that unnecessary dialogue that's in that page spread and then give everybody a pose. Why, you know, Oh Siri, I'm, I'm positive about that. So don't tell me you're not sure, but you know, get a thing where, you know, green arrow is kind of standing there as, you know, a big boss man and maybe having, uh, you know, black canary standing by her, but maybe, by him, maybe she needs to be a step back. Like, what is this big block creature? And block is just kind of towering over everybody. And, you know, you can kind of see it a little bit with bouncing boy and wonder woman, how she's kind of looking over her shoulder at like, I know she's supposed to be looking at Dawnstar, but she's kind of given that side eye to bouncing boy. And you look at bouncing boy and he's got, a, he's, you know, he's embarrassed. His face is embarrassed. And it's like, Oh, he shouldn't be looking at wonder woman like that. You don't need any dialogue. That's all the stuff that you need. All that pantomime stuff. Have people in the background shaking hands. Have somebody look like they're in the middle of a fight without fighting. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe you have Timberwolf holding Wildfire back, you know, uh, as he is, is trying to do something. And Black Adam, who doesn't have anything to say with the Flash, Brainiac, and Batman, have him standing on the other side of the table looking at those two smugly. That's everything you need to know. You don't even have to have dialogue for it. It's all told through the pantomime and the posing and the staging of this. And when you remove all of that unnecessary dialogue and you're putting people in unique poses, having them shaking hands and meeting one another or, you know, offering a, a an Oreo cookie. I know they don't have Oreos uh, in DC Comics, but whatever the ones that Martian Manhunter Shocker. likes. Yeah. Then you have room for even more characters to do even more things in the background and you get something really, really cool in that way. And I think that's a problem I have with this art. A lot of the art is very, we're just standing around, people. Ah, there, it crashed again on me. The only time... <laughs> The only time that I think that they did something where they got close to some really cool poses was in the Justice League intro story uh, where there it's the double page spread where they've just taken down. I'm guessing the Injustice gang because it's uh, uh, looks like Captain Cold. Yeah, the Legion of Doom. So we've got Captain Cold and Brainiac and Solomon Grundy and Grodd and Black Manta. And it's like, here you have Black Adam doing a pose. Here you have Green Arrow doing a pose. You have Batman doing his Batman thing. Aquaman doing his scrunchy over thing. And Wonder Woman with her pose. I mean, those are some really good poses in that, in that, in that double page spread. But for the rest of the time, everyone's just kind of standing like normal, normal people standing, which isn't a horrible thing. Yeah, it's not a horrible thing, but if you exaggerate it a little bit, if you, if you make it a little bit more cartoony, Mm -hmm. then I think you get something different out of it. So that's, that's really the problem that I have with the art and the design of the characters really. Um, Mm -hmm. 
this book reads very quickly. I think that the price that they are asking might be a little bit too much for what we're getting in this. I realize that DC has to pay for, um, Brian Michael Bendis. It's a three ninety nine book. So it's in line with everything else that DC puts out, but this probably honestly, honestly, if DC were to look at itself in the mirror, this should have been a two ninety nine book or a three fifty book. I'm glad they kept it at three ninety nine, but it 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 definitely should have been yeah. a two ninety nine book, and DC could have trumpeted this a little bit more because I know so many people in our chat were very very interested in this. In fact, overwhelmingly, this was the comic that they voted on this week for us to review. And I think they could have done a little bit more. Bring that price down, make it an event comic, make it a double size issue if they wanted to keep it at three ninety nine, but give us a little something more and. 16, you know, 16 pages of actual story, you know, double page spreads is not enough. You're right. It's just not enough enough. when you have a team of nine and a team of 24, 16 pages ain't going to fly. You've got, I mean, you've got more characters in this book than we have pages of, of actual content. And that's, I feel like that's just a recipe for crazy. Yeah. 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 So there's our thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everybody who who voted for Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. Hopefully, you got your your money's worth in the sense that uh, uh, we reviewed your comic. And if we didn't review your comic, then there's a certain way that you can get your comic reviewed. Head over to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/MajorSpoilers. Look for the dueling review for uh, next week, which I believe is the 19th. Is uh, is next week. And you can find the link to the Comixology site where it will list all of the comics coming out that month. And then you can go and vote on the one that you want us to review the most and the one that has the most votes uh, wins. Let's take a look at early voting uh, on this. We've got, uh, I think, 12 people have voted now. We need a little bit more. Actually, a lot more people voting. But here are the uh, here's what we have so far. The Crimson Cage issue two, Moon Knight number seven, Bolero number one. Uh, the last book you'll ever read, number five, which has several votes already. Silver Surfer Rebirth, issue number one. Silk, number one. She-Hulk, number one. My Date with Monsters. There's another vote for Silk. Blue and Gold, number five, please. Uh, the last book you'll ever read, and I will tip the scales towards Blue and Gold, number five, which means I will need to read the first four as well, says William Young. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Head over to patreon.com slash spoilers. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, if you join our Patreon at the silver level, that's like five bucks a month. That's nothing. That's like buying two Bendis books. <laughs> and just, just think about this. We spent about 30 minutes in this show. <laughs> in that time, you could read two, maybe three, Brian Michael Bendis Justice League versus Legion of Superhero issues. Sure. And that, if you read three Brian Michael Bendis uh, versus Justice League uh, books... That would be what? That would be like 15 bucks? Nine bucks, mm. 10 bucks, somewhere around there, 12 bucks be, with tax, $15. Uh, and look, for five bucks, you can get us entertaining you every single week of the month. So what are you waiting for? Get over there to patreon.com slash major spoiler. Sign up at the silver level. Come in and, and hang out in our on our Discord server Thursday nights, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time where we will talk with you guys about the comics. We'll share some of your thoughts in the show. We'll have a long uh, chat with one another before and after the show. We'll find out what's in Steven's uh, mailbag. A whole lot <laughs> more. Steven, we're, we're waiting for you right now. 
Only you can make it happen. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. We'll be back next week. Until then, read some good comments. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.